Hello everyone and welcome for module number two on diversity. Please remember that the first module about making life the primary objective is a foundation for all other teachings. So as you move through the modules, don't lose sight of this. Make sure you stay focused on life being the primary objective and let all other teachings be layers of delight above this foundational level. You might even want to do a chart on your bedroom wall where you can see it every day. Think of it like a pyramid with life being the primary objective, the bottom level or foundation stone, and each month you can add the next stone. By placing a reminder like this where you can see it every day, you'll help your consciousness to stay focused on the ideas you're being presented with, even when life can be a big distraction. Then your wonderful reticular activation system will attempt to find ways to help you identify how you can live these scriptures of the spirit every day. So get your full consciousness working for your betterment. So what is the concept of diversity in the context we're talking about here all about? Again, I'll ask you to look into the world for a moment. Have you noticed that people around you are not entirely happy? Perhaps in your examinations from the last module you witnessed this. Not only is this because life is not the primary objective, but it is also because there is no diversity in life at present. People are like robotic drones these days, going through the motions of life but not really living. Diversity is life. It brings so much beauty to life. It is what fuels the creative juices and gives people a sense of passion and ecstaticness about their lives. Without it, people feel dead, mundane and ordinary. They lack true fulfillment, no matter what achievement milestones they may reach. Perhaps you've had a sense of this at some point in your journey, feeling unstimulated, bored by life, wishing there was more to it, like you might as well sleep your life away, and perhaps you were snoozing in some way. Think back, was life diverse? How many house projects build the same house hundreds of times and humans go and live in these neat little villages? They drive the same cars to the same jobs they've been in for years. They try and have the 2.5 children and keep up with all the modern conveniences and technology their neighbours have. Then, when they feel depressed and unalive, they take pharmaceutical medications to try and help them feel more alive. The truth is they are dead because there is no diversity in their lives. No amount of medication will change that fact. Until they embrace diversity, they will continue to feel dead. Do you know anyone like this? Have you ever felt stuck in this cycle yourself? We will also not feel alive while we're trying to be the same as someone else. We must be different. We must be our unique self. We cannot live our essence while we try and be like another. We must honour our uniqueness as we honour the diversity in all others. Consciousness is travelling in an ever-moving spiral, trying to learn about itself. We are all looking in at that spiral, seeing different vantage points on it. We cannot possibly see another's point of view, for we all walk different paths. And if we try and copy a viewpoint that is not ours on the spiral, we'll just feel lacking and inferior, for we cannot fully ever understand another view, another's viewpoint, nor should we try to, it's their place of power. I see this in classes all the time, students compare experiences. Two students cannot possibly have the same experience, it's simply not possible. And it's deflating when one student wants to have the experiences of another, it depletes both students. We're not meant to be the same, nor have the same perspectives. As we differ, we add difference to consciousness. If we were all meant to be the same, why would consciousness expand at all? One being could simply live out the same experience. Yet in our universe, there are more beings than we have a number for, playing out countless existences and perspectives on the spiral of life. This diversity is what allows the consciousness of all to grow. It is essential for life to continue. Have you ever wanted to be like someone else, wanted their experiences, wanted what they have? Was it deflating? Did it make you feel less than them? You as you are, are perfect. In our society, we don't celebrate diversity, we punish it. We try and make everyone like us. 
they're a different colour, age, sex, culture, or have different religions, we as a people punish them. We stifle life so much by doing this. There's a wonderful saying, and I'm not sure where I read it or when I found it. It says, no tree has branches foolish enough to fight amongst themselves. If we're all branches on this tree of life, this adversity to diversity is ridiculous. We must stop fighting amongst ourselves because this tree branch is different to that tree branch. We can only do this while we forget that we are one, that we come from oneness. Fighting each other is really only an example of the fight within to accept ourselves. When we do not accept another, it is because deep inside they challenge us. Perhaps we feel inadequate or threatened by their knowing or power or confidence, greatness, understanding, inner peace, perspective or something else. Relationship is the mirror of our consciousness, yet most human beings on the planet today are too afraid to look in this mirror. When the diversity in relationships challenge them, it is far easier to project blame and to make our inadequacy someone else's fault than to own up to our deepest feelings about ourselves. Consider if you have ever blamed someone instead of recognizing and honoring your true feelings. Anger is hurt's bodyguard. Have you ever used anger and blame of another to project attention away from your hurt self? Have you ever thought someone else's way was wrong? Why did you need to be right? Consider this at a global level. If we shut down diversity, we limit humanity. It's like putting all great ideas in a sack and tying it tight and never letting them out, even though they are intensely wanting to get out of the bag. Can you see that bag reeling around right now? I sure can. If humanity stopped wasting so much energy on feeling safe, one of the major global issues facing the world today, and recognize the great beauty and immense divinity that exists in each one of us, we would just drop into the beauty we are and stop trying to protect ourselves from everything. We would finally let diversity flow, and there would be such a shift in solving the world's problems. We might even learn to be kind to each other and accept one another. World peace would be our new reality. Diversity is the solution to that life. There's a great movie called The Shadow Effect that touches on some of these ideas. Watch it this month if you can. While you're watching it, consider if you have ever projected to try and shut down diversity and keep things safe and the same. If you haven't heard the term projected before or you don't understand what it means, then I thoroughly recommend you read a book called The Power of Humility, Choosing Peace Over Conflict in Relationships by Charles and Barbara Whitfield, Russell Park and Janine Privat. Diversity often invites change, something we all do not allow when we are trying to control life intensely. This control always chokes diversity. Could you let go of control and see what diversity brings you? Where do you disallow diversity through control? We must honour the diversity in all. It is sacred. Have you ever just sat in a forest and looked at the diversity? If not, I highly recommend it. Look at how many trees there are and how even the same trees have different shapes and sizes. All life is like that. Consciousness expands because of diversity. One being only exploring the universe can only have one perspective. How many beings or branches can see experience from a totally different perspective and point of view? This is how oneness expands, how consciousness grows, why we all exist in the first place. We are consciousness exploring presence in this form, from this unique perspective. Hopefully now you can understand how sacred our uniqueness is. To try and be another branch is to dishonor the sacred perspective of oneness we are uniquely here to witness. Remember that when you listen to the feedback each month. We must find our own diversity and allow others to have theirs. I've just had another beautiful lesson in this around my new son. Since he was born, we've had some big challenges. He was born with a lip and tongue tie which made breastfeeding impossible for him in the beginning. The hospital missed it. And as a new mum, I had no idea if what I was doing was right or not. 
So it went undiagnosed until my private midwife identified it. And then snipping the ties then led to weeks of him and I relearning the correct techniques and getting him to love breastfeeding, which he had come to see was a real punishment in the beginning from when the hospital midwives were trying to shove and force him to my breast, calling it learning the technique. (laughs) As a new mum, this time was quite brutal and held many lessons for me, which I now see. At about 13 weeks, I still couldn't even get him to take a nap, even after the breastfeeding issue had been solved. So I sat with this question, why was I attracting so many dramas with this new child? Why wasn't it just easy as everything could be? When I looked within with deep humility and honesty, I found myself still looking for problems to solve. Instead of honouring my dear little one as a perfect being, my adjustment into motherhood has seen me try and retain the healer I am, looking for problems and ways to express what I am comfortable and familiar with, healing others. My ego has been clinging onto this identity as I begin the journey into a new one, being a mother. In a way, trying to get him to join me on my branch because I find it very comfortable to live in the world from my understanding. In essence, I had not allowed him to not need healing, so I had prolonged his healing process unconsciously. Once I realized this, he started breastfeeding perfectly, taking lovely naps, and nothing was wrong any longer. The tension in our relationship immediately dissolved and life force flowed more beautifully between us than ever before. This is what happens when we allow diversity. We stop grabbing a hold of someone else's branch and trying to make it grow in our direction. It takes much energy to maintain that grip. They no longer feel suppressed and so the relationship immediately has more ease. I'll bet that every single person in the world right now has some aspect of diversity they're not allowing which they need to become aware of to truly free up their lives and perhaps another's. Do you wish someone was more like you? Is it perhaps because of who this allows you to be or see yourself as? Do you feel comfortable surrounding yourself with only those who fit your life paradigms? To see one's true motivations allows us to let these motivations go. We must allow others to have their diverse path in life. It'll be different from ours. Whenever we see someone and we try and fit them into our old paradigm, we are breaking their free will. When we understand our motivations, we no longer need to do this. Imagine if all the world leaders who try and control other countries or think they know best looked for their true motivations. Would diversity be allowed? I see this kind of attempted imprinting in another way with lightworkers sometimes. People think they've found a certain ethic or way of living that is right. When someone is not thinking their way, they can really insist others live their way or judge them harshly if they don't. How do you feel if someone is not kind, compassionate, focused on life being the primary objective? Could you accept their diversity from your viewpoint? What does your placement or judgment of them help you to define about yourself? We must also find our own diversity. As beings, we need to understand this. Sometimes we're searching for labels. I looked for years. Was I a medium, a shaman, a luminary? Was I a healer, teacher, psychic? Was I all of these things and no one label was definitive enough? I tortured myself trying to find a label, but in truth, I was just always a servant of the life principle, acting in these many faces to serve it. But definitions can breed difference. If I say I'm a medium who communicates with interstellar light beings, then a spiritualist medium can say I have no right to call myself a medium, because they often define mediumship as talking only to the dead. Definitions can dishonour diversity and cause conflict, when one needs to prove one's definition correct. The broader the definitions we place on ourselves, the better I exist or I am are some of the lovely ones you can use to let you be all that you are without definition. Do you define yourself? What labels do you live by? Are you a mother, sister, daughter, good friend, leader, solver, answer knower, mediator, peace regulator, kind person, good person or others? 
If you consider yourself a conflict resolver, for example, what happens when you encounter the opposite? How do you respond to someone who likes causing conflict and delightfully defines themselves by this role? I saw a very entertaining car during the month that so beautifully illustrated that for me. This man had a sticker on the back of his car to support hunting animals for sport, one to stop the extreme greens, followed by one of those stickers that people put on their cars when they are proud of their family showing all their family members, except these stick figures were all being hung. And the sticker said something along the lines of, um, F-U-C-K, your family, I don't care. As I pulled up behind this car, I was immediately entertained by the diversity. In my personal opinions and beliefs, I love animals and maintain a sanctuary for them. I would never dream of hunting them for sport and care so deeply for the planet and environment. And my political view will always be there is nothing more important. And of course, I've just had a baby, so family feels really special to me right now. So isn't it fascinating how many different ways of consciousness exploring itself? How would you react meeting someone who believes exactly the opposite to you? What are your firm beliefs? There is no right or wrong here, but just spend some time thinking about things that are important for you. Then consider how meeting someone who is as passionate about the opposite beliefs would affect you. How could you accept their differences and even cherish them? Belonging to any one definition of what is right can become almost cultish. Then we are trying to get on someone else's tree branch. Do you think you have to care about others or the environment just because you're in the spiritual group of humans in the world? If you genuinely hold these values, fantastic. But if you don't, be like no other other than yourself. Don't aspire to be anything that doesn't feel right for you because of a pressure to be a certain way, especially if you think this will make you a good person. Remember, you are already good. This is the nature of your divine self. We are all of this nature, no matter what we believe. Life flourishes most where it is diverse, where no one thing is trying to be like another. Get excited about diversity. When you travel through your life, look for this beautiful diversity in all things and people. Don't try and coerce someone into your way of thinking. Instead, ask how they think. Become fascinated by it. Ask what draws them to these conclusions and see it as a chance to learn another way of looking at the spiral. When we honour diversity, we are making life the primary objective because life is naturally diverse. When we enjoy and revel in diversity, it gives us energy. Consider travelling to a country where all you look for are things like home. You won't try the food because it doesn't taste like what you're used to. Perhaps you won't enjoy yourself because you seek sameness. However, if you went to the same country excited about experiencing what is different, every encounter would be a delight. Feel the life force in this. It would be a much more energizing experience. Are you going through life seeking newness? Cannot experience diversity by doing the exact same job for 40 years, day in, day out, unless every single day of it is radically different. We can't expect to feel alive if there is no diversity in our lives. I've helped people from across the planet in all walks of life. I can tell you, those who do the same thing always usually say they feel dead inside. They wonder why they do not feel alive. This is why we need diversity in our lives to thrive. Sometimes we can have this within a single career. I love what I do for this reason. People are also different. Each one throws me a new challenge. In a day of work, I can be dealing with retrieving a soul fragment, healing someone with cancer, fixing sorcery, teaching the energy of chakras, doing work-related counselling, teaching manifestation, helping someone die with sacredness, answering divine purpose questions, channeling or answering a question about the cosmos. My work is so diverse because I love meeting people where they are at and working with their perspective. I've also known teachers in the past who will only help people if they're of a certain religion or of a certain set of beliefs. They never grow while they limit diversity. They are usually very unhappy people establishing positions of power over others to exploit them. Diversity makes you thrive. It keeps life interesting. 
It allows the life principle to keep flowing. It creates relations. We need diversity. We need to honour the differences in one another. As a society, we need to cherish these differences. This will be a global healer where conflict can no longer exist. If you've been wishing for world peace for almost every single wish you've ever made, like I have since I was a little girl, then know this is the way. Acceptance of diversity is the key to world peace. Yet accepting difference can be really hard. I've seen this in many occasions, even in myself. I have struggled in my training over the years with one first people's way to accept psychotropic drugs being given to 10-year-old children weekly as part of religious ceremony for children not knowing anything different. I've judged children being murdered because of tribes in South America believed the child to be possessed and cursing the tribe by existing. I've thought it was wrong for shamans in Haiti healing a person and then hexing them based on who is paying. There are moral implications with our choices and judgments. For me, the Wiccan riot has always been a life philosophy that really speaks to me. It simply says, do as you will, but harm ye none. Learning about free will being the only real law of the universe has also made me come to the conclusion that choice is really important. If someone doesn't know they have a choice or yet realise they have the right to choose, this can be an area where we need to look at diversity closely. It can guide our own moral compass to find what is right for us. For example, we may think that a child who does not wish to take ayahuasca as part of a ceremony should not be forced to. If they are forced, their right to choose is taken from them. As they mature, they may want to adopt their culture's ways or not. In Australia, I've seen so many people with different cultural backgrounds who are pressured by family to adhere to their cultural norms. This is so suppressing for their life force energy. Yet when one of them has the courage to step into their own unique way of living, they shine with such energy and life force. It is really beautiful. They are living diversity and it is beautiful for them. We cannot choose for another. We must honour their right to choose as well as our own. As role models for the world, lightworkers need to honour diversity most of all. When I held face-to-face -face retreats at Shambhala, I had some of the most advanced of my students come and visit with me in the eight years I did this. It was fascinating to me how being in close proximity to other peers brought up the shadow in huge ways for these advanced souls. The dance was magnificent to watch. People would try and coerce others into their way of thinking, but even band together to make someone else wrong, not realising there were personal insecurities causing their reactions. Sometimes they were so deeply passionate about our way, having found our way by years of searching, discovering, learning, becoming and knowing, it can feel like an assault on us when someone equally passionate about another way comes along and expresses their passion, especially if we don't know we should honour diversity rather than fight it. Teachers of the world need to recognise this. We must coexist in our diversity. We don't all need to think the same way. We can choose our own way. We can allow others to choose theirs and both ways can coexist. We want people to think our way when we need to prove to ourselves we are right. When we know our thinking is the right way for us, we no longer need outside validation. We can instead accept diversity. Others' ways then feel fascinating, not oppressive. If we feel attacked by another's point of view, we need to understand our own insecurities and heal ourselves. There are many paths up the mountain. Just look at what quantum physics teaches us about entanglement. All realities are real and true. It's only the ones we choose to entangle ourselves with that become our reality. This means all others are right as well. If another's opinion doesn't mean you have to change, could you more readily accept it without getting defensive? People can try and compel you to think as they do, to try and validate their own experience. Sometimes when people don't realise diversity is so important, they can constrict the friendships out of their life. I've had to walk away from long-term friendships because of others' need to prove themselves and their beliefs. 
Often when that same person finds a level of self-acceptance again, friendship becomes easy once more. Sometimes we need to give people the space to grow into their diverse framework. There is no right or wrong way in anything. Have you adopted any absolutes in your way of thinking on any subject? Could you accept others' beliefs as relevant opinions? Could you accept others have the right to choose? Could you let both beliefs be right for the person rather than right for everybody? The global consistency and lack of diversity is what our society is gearing towards. Not only are we sold on the right way to live, but it is a well-thought-out piece of marketing dripping with other agendas. There are tribes who have never had contact with this marketing, who live peaceful existences with a great level of joy. And then someone introduces them to the principles of Westernism. Money is usually introduced, and within no time at all, they're chomping at the bit for things they never knew they needed, and their happiness level has subsided. Many who have studied this often comment on how sad it is because the level of happiness the culture experienced is decimated. To the best of my knowledge at the time of writing this module, there is only one country in the world that focuses on gross domestic happiness. All other countries are still measuring themselves against profit and therefore by their nature will always be driven by marketing and what makes the most amount of money. How limiting is this? What if every country had a different measuring system for success? Wouldn't that be exciting? Whether it is fundamentalist religious ideas or other standards of living, who is setting the standard? Where we are enticed or coerced, these concepts strangle the life out of diversity and kill all life on the planet. We need to recognise that our attempts to belong to a particular way of thinking or standard are rooted in our desperate need to belong. In this form, we miss oneness, sometimes so unconsciously. Most of our lives, we seek to reconnect with oneness. We look for it everywhere, in everyone and everything. So we will give up our freedom of choice if it means we can feel a part of something. The greatest crime humanity is guilty of right now is not thinking for ourselves. This can be fine, we can choose to submit to something and it can have a great outcome, except when our collective power begins to annihilate life, where our need to belong supersedes the primary objective. Whenever we conform to something to try and belong, diversity will be murdered. One of my dear friends calls this concept becoming sheeple, sheep people who follow the herd. The shepherds out there right now are not concerned with making life the primary objective, so this is a dangerous herd mentality indeed. It is courageous and energizing to know your motivations and to choose something because it is indeed the right fit rather than because you are looking to belong. Have you ever conformed to a norm to try and belong or fit in? In that situation, what was your inner diversity asking you to do instead? Did it feel energizing to conform? If you at some point did follow your inspirations, how did it feel different? Time is another area where we do not accept diversity. It's like some part of the human condition expects things to be the same regardless of time. Sometimes, if the past has been hard, we expect the future to be the same. If we live on a schedule getting up at the same time each day and doing the same things, we feel rattled. When we don't adhere to this schedule, we crave sameness. This gives us the illusion of control. Living the same day every day stifles life force. And again, with time, we must leave diversity. What happened in your past does not define your future. Tomorrow will not be the same as today. Exciting, isn't it? Just because you're at a certain place in your consciousness today does not mean you'll still be there tomorrow. You will not feel the same with each spiritual experience you have, nor will they help you to arrive at some ascended plane of existence and stay there forever. I love that book, After Enlightenment Comes the Laundry. We are invited to enjoy different tasks all the time. All of them are equally as sacred. I see often that people get hung up on this in the spiritual journey. They think that because they've achieved a certain level of enlightenment, they'll never have a bad day or perhaps that they will never have 
an experience of lower consciousness again. They measure where they are at by the path of time, feeling like they are going from point A to point B. And then they get disappointed when they feel themselves back at point A over and again. We are here to live a diverse path. Some days you're on top of that mountain, and other days you've lost your footing, you've slipped off the top, and bruised and battered, you then have to heal and figure out another way to climb back up to the top again. There is no place higher than where you occupy in each moment. There is not some far off illusionary point. Right now you are as enlightened as you are ever going to be, so experience it fully. It's in the diversity of this moment right here, right now, that the beauty is. How do you deepen? How do you live the complexity and diversity of this moment? Whether you're at the top or the bottom of the mountain is irrelevant. We need to let go of our placement and focus on presence. This is where the diversity gets really interesting and fulfilling. For example, I'm raising a child right now, but I'm also witnessing myself raising a child and I'm also witnessing my child being raised. The diversity I hold is really interesting because I'm taking the time to witness it. I could just be raising a child, doing everything without dropping into the consciousness of it. But life is way more interesting and satisfying when we are deeply in the experience, sensorially and otherwise experiencing the diversity it offers. Think of your roles right now. You may do your job, but are you watching how you do your job? Are you watching how you're being watched doing your job? Are you seeing the impact of your job on you and others around you? Are you noticing the days you love your job, hate your job, revel in your job, think your job's okay? Are you watching all the diversity? If not, spread your conscious awareness out a little and see what happens. It's very enriching. Human beings rush from one moment to the next because someone invented an imaginary time clock we are all trying to adhere to. Remember that we totally made up time? Literally? Yet? We let it define our rush, so we miss the diversity and richness of every moment while we're racing to the next. Slow down and soak in the diversity. That is where the beauty of life lives. There is no hurry to get to enlightenment. Don't be in a rush. When you've learned or you came here to experience, you'll die. So unless you're suicidal, slow down. Take the depth of each moment. Experience its diversity. This is different from not doing. We still achieve things, but we have a richer experience of the diversity a moment has to offer. We have this mindset in our society that doing nothing is defined by our output. That's lazy, that we're a loser if we're not achieving and doing. The truth is, this is exactly what we're supposed to do. Sure, some days are meant to be busy and some days aren't. Even time is supposed to be diverse. But we should have days that are slow, where we do nothing at all. These still days fuel the next busy process or action day. Most light workers I know always like to be impacting. But what about being impacted? What flows out can only do so after something has flowed in. Do we allow enough time for the diversity of flow? Not usually. We want results, results, results all the time. And this is boring. Apart from burning you out, it doesn't allow for the diversity to fuel your curiosity in life. Don't be in a rush to be in a rush all the time. Slow down. See what meaning you find. The same can be said of our emotions. As enlightened people, we consider ourselves authentic. But this authenticity often leads to impossible expectations. You won't be up all the time. You will feel down. Your downs will become more up because you'll be less worried about having them and so they'll move along faster, but you are meant to have a diverse range of emotions. This is part of the fullness of life. If this was not true, we would be born with only the capacity to experience happiness and joy. In this reality, that is not the case. So cherish all of your emotions. They are so sacred. Enjoy the diversity of your emotions. See each one as an example of your embodiment. Don't judge them because they don't fit into some unrealistic idea you have of what enlightenment looks like. Get in touch with your inner bitch, your inner victim, your inner wounded person, 
as sacredly and proudly as you live with compassion, love and forgiveness. The more diverse you are, the more enlightened you are. Remember, consciousness seeks to expand itself. This is what enlightenment truly is. Diversity, not some marketable idea of a falsely euphoric game of pretending. Be real, be your most diverse self and love every aspect of you. All of you is beautiful. Nothing is permanent and we need to stop expecting it to be so. Expect diversity and you'll be wildly happy with the experience you are having. Stop wishing you were somewhere else, someone else. Be this beautiful you, you are right now. Resist the compulsion to judge yourself and remember that these judgments come from marketing you are exposed to. Diversity is true enlightenment. Diversity and the joy that comes from it extend to all areas of your life. Even your diet needs to be diverse. Your body requires lots of different foods. Do you enjoy them? Do you taste all life has to offer? Could you enjoy more diversity in your experiences or habits, your daily schedule? Could you drive a different route home tonight? Seek the adventure of diversity. We are all unique and diverse. In our attempts to compartmentalize life, which I truly believe is our attempt to understand it, but also our deep need to control it, we have tried to understand and label everything. One of the ways I see this diversity strangle life force is with mental illness. I studied psychology at university level and throughout the course was educated about the many different mental disorders. I found myself analysing my own state of mind, which I have since learnt every psychology student does, and found several disorders that could describe me. Of course, they could have described most human beings on the planet too. Thank goodness I did a unit called The Abnormal Self, The Psychopathy of Everyday Life right at the end, where they posed the question, if all this mental illness is so prevalent, knowing we had all labelled ourselves in the previous modules, is this in fact normal? Talk about world shaping, diversity equals normal? We're not all meant to fit into a box. We are meant to be different and have different moments and phases in life. And this is the point of life. I've had great issue with the labels of mental illness ever since. According to a psychologist I know who stays more up to date with such things than I do, the DSM, the manual from which they label mental illnesses these days, is finally getting tested as being a complete waste of time, which does not allow for the diversity of the human condition that cannot fit in a box, at least not one that anyone can correctly conclude fits every human being yet, and may even be thrown out in Europe. It seems finally people are cottoning on to the pharmaceutical racket of selling drugs that don't even treat the medical conditions they are prescribed for. I wish I could tell every person in the world diagnosed with a mental illness to look more deeply into this and to realise their diversity is so absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And once they learn to own it, they will feel more okay than any drug could ever support them to feel. You are not meant to feel exactly the same and even every single day unless you are dead. So embrace the diversity of your emotions and throw away labels that hinder your power. Even our human biology is fighting diversity. Cancer is one of the most prevalent health conditions of our world today. Why might so many bodies be attacking diversity and replicating cells over and again, making tumours? Why might so many immune diseases be overcompensating and attacking diversity and not even recognising self as part of that diversity? Could these diseases be conditions of the psychology of our modern society? If life was less like robots going to work doing the same thing every day, might we be used to diversity? Might our bodies be used to aliveness and all the variations it brings? Could this make our bodies less likely to attack themselves? More holistic ideas of why cancer is caused puts the idea it is simply plaque in our bodies building up, storing the plaque in houses of toxic waste called cancer. Our body lacks the flow diversity offers and also wants to compartmentalise. Our way of living is making us sick. We cannot do the same thing day in, day out, and expect to have the flow of life force. Could a river have every single drop, take the same routine way through the water every day, slowly, in exactly the same way? 
Could every tree in a forest be exactly the same? They don't even grow at the same rate. Nothing in nature is regimented like this. Yet human beings have created a world where for at least 40 hours of the week, most people do the same thing. When last I checked, heart disease was the number one killer in the world. Of course it is. The majority of the world are not following their hearts. We as a people are sick in the heart. Hearts speak diverse inspirations that our minds often contain, control and shut down. Can you let your heart guide your life force and welcome the diversity it brings? Can you stop replicating tasks and do different things every day? Be diverse and you will always be very healthy. Honour your own being and how you are. Your mind as well as your body requires you to be diverse and authentic in your uniqueness. Parents have a great teacher on diversity in their children. Every parenting practice out there talks about creating routines and structures for your children. Every single parent will say they just get the hang of something their child is doing and then bam, everything changes. The younger the child, the quicker the changes. Children are gurus of diversity. They are not yet linked to any one form of themselves. They are organic beings experiencing the world. If they are younger than five years old, they are not even fully embodied yet, so they are 100% conscious beings trying to navigate little physical bodies. They have the universe and all of its knowledge inside of them. Instead of trying to control and box this vast energy they come through with and fight them to stay the same so we feel more comfortable, what about embracing them as fully diverse beings? It is certainly much less stressful and energetically taxing when you stop trying to control the uncontrollable. Another really funny suppression of diversity we humans try and practice is to do with the weather. It makes me laugh because that weather man is wrong more often than he is right. He's trying to interpret a woman using scientific instruments. Mother Earth is the feminine force in form. She cannot be measured or understood by left brain logic. She's a diverse feminine creative force expressing herself based on the demands upon her and her feelings at the time. She is sentient, which the meteorologists don't seem to understand and her patterns are not predictable. Yet weather predictors all over the planet keep trying to guess what she'll do next. The weather is such a beautiful example of diversity. Our reaction to weather is also an interesting example of how human consciousness feels about diversity. When it rains for too long, we crave diversity. We wish it was sunny. The opposite is true if it is too hot, we crave rain. Diverse weather or weird weather normally makes us feel very uncomfortable. We have expectations and feelings of control about the weather and when they are not met, when our summer doesn't start on time, we panic. When our seasons are out of our normal expectations, we worry. Could we not celebrate the beauty of diversity in the weather and enjoy it as it is? Would we be happier with it if we thought of it as changeable or diverse rather than as constant and predictable? Could we then just enjoy what is? In 2005, a student I had who was one of the most diverse creative people I've ever met and so radiant because she lived like this, told me about doing rain. Intrigued, I went out in the next rain shower and did rain and it was the most liberating and healing time, even better than walking in a sunshine-filled day. There is so much beauty if we mix it up and let the diversity make our lives more interesting. If you're terrified right now of living so diversely, not everyone wants to leave the city by a mountain and live in a teepee for two years, then start with small steps. Think of your life like it is a ceremony. The old ones did this. A vision quest is a good example. You sit in a confined space in order to have extraordinary visions. Your life can be the confined space with its structures, regularity and rules to help you feel contained. Feeling safe with this structure around you, how can you then introduce diversity in ways that feel wonderful in between the safe structure of your life? As you become more empowered, you may encounter some strange points of view about diversity. One of the saddest examples of this was the murder of so many witches. They were healers and herbalists who knew such a great diverse range of wisdom about healing and well-being, simply because the growing mindset of the religion of the day didn't feel safe with this knowledge being available. It corrupted people to accept mass murder. Attachment to a point of view creates righteousness and this dogmatic thinking is deeply dangerous. What attachments do you have? Could you become more diverse in your thinking? 
Can you see how any structures in the world are being spin-doctored to corrupt humanity into accepting mass murder through righteousness again? Although such persecution does not exist on this same millions of people level today, I have seen families use social sorcery in this way to shut down people's unravelling beauty, limiting their diverse choices. So share where it is safe and let this be a personal journey. If you are courageous enough, you might even become a muse for others in your life. Once they see you glowing with life force, they'll ask what you're doing differently. Dare them with diversity. Challenge them to open to life by living example. If, you, if it is appropriate, you may also want to practice diversity during the upcoming silly season if you started this class in October 2017. While you're around family and friends in whatever way you celebrate the arrival of the new year, consider accepting all the diversity of your wonderfully wacky family. We all have a bit of wacky in our family. Accept them for who they are, what they believe, how they walk in the world. Won't that make your holidays even more wondrous? Try it and see what happens when you require no one to conform to your way of thinking or your beliefs. It's amazing. At a grander universal scale, I remember way back at the beginning of my journey, I was sitting in a workshop run by another teacher on abundance. I was feeling so plump with consciousness and divinity full to the brim. During the workshop, a part of my consciousness became aware of another version of me in another reality. While I was here soaking up all the abundance life had to offer in the workshop, this other me was jumping off a building and committing suicide. I had full awareness of her feelings and experience as she jumped. This is when I started to understand the full diversity of the universe. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The same is true in the multiverse. These days, quantum physics has discovered the truth in this. There are multiple versions of you making multiple choices, experiencing every possibility right now. This is the expression of life. It is always diverse. Its diversity is also timeless. I remember another experience some years later where I was walking down a beach and I saw a man walk past me. I remember noticing, especially because we were alone on the beach and he looked so different from most people in our local area. I smiled and kept walking, but about 30 seconds later, I walked past the same man again, quite taken aback as it was my first physical experience of the multiplexity of time. I looked back, but the first man was not there anymore. We exist in multiple times and can always collapse ourselves into one reality or another. This means you are always choosing where you are, what you experience, who you are right now. You have the full diversity of space and time at your disposal. You also have the capacity for choice. There is no right or wrong choice, only ever another version of you experiencing the other choice somewhere else. You are indeed a rich consciousness, having a much deeper experience than most people can comprehend here in this world. So live it up and choose well. Understanding how diverse we really are can help you with life. For example, in the last 20 years, I've helped thousands of lightworkers step into their path of service. What is so beautiful to me about this part of my work is the beautiful diversity each person offers. No two are ever the same. Even two healers are completely different agendas driving them and therefore a completely different target market they wish to serve. Understanding how unique and diverse you are and giving yourself permission to be this allows you to be really effective in your work, especially these days. Healers are everywhere. Now that healing has become more acceptable, the more you accept your diversity from other healers, the better you can define your niche. This will always allow you to be found amidst the crowd by the exact right customers you would like to serve every day. So even in business dealings, honouring your diversity is key. Be you completely. Like all things in a duality-based world, sometimes doing the opposite of one thing helps you to experience another. If you want to learn about love, for example, study hate. If you want to learn about faith or trust, study fear. Similarly, we can learn about diversity through singular mindful practice. Many people have their consciousness expanded exponentially through meditation, for example. This is because the stillness fuels movement. The inward focus fuels outer understanding. So if we want to understand our true diversity, particularly at a consciousness level, we have to have a very clear awareness of our personal self. 
This is a practice again of our diverse choosing. We must also make sure we are diverse in our practice. There is a beautiful point that all light workers get to, usually when they are coming into teaching energy, when they no longer want to do the same old practices. Instead, they are feeling so deeply embodied, they don't feel the need to meditate, for example, to reach higher levels of consciousness. At the same time, they mostly feel guilty because they're not practicing the same things they've always done. Remember diversity. If you have exactly the same spiritual practice for 20 years, you are going to drop dead of boredom. Your practice needs to become more diverse. You will tap in in different ways using different states. You will master different skills at different times and these require practice. You require discipline in the beginning to develop a practice, but after some practice is established, you must diversify to keep your consciousness interested. At the same time, diversity in life is important. You have four counterparts of the soul. You must spend 25% on average of your time experiencing each counterpart. Consider whether each day is spent 25% in your physical body, exercising, being physical, 25% in your emotional body, being aware of how you feel, 25% in your mental body, thinking, 25% in your spiritual body, connecting with your spirit. Most of the time when we are out of alignment with the life force principle, depressed and low on energy, we are not diversifying enough and are spending too much time in one counterpart or two, meanwhile the others are being neglected. It is true that sometimes we have phases of life that can seem a little more focused on one counterpart. For example, when you first start your spiritual journey, most people are so excited they get a little enveloped in it. Likewise, when you meet a new lover, you might spend a lot more time being physical, but these things must come back into balance for us to be whole because our life requires diversity. Diversity is the key to bringing you more life force than you ever imagined. It is the key to your joy, your life fulfillment. Without diversity in your life, you are like a single gum tree in a field dying from aloneness. You are lifeless. So our second scripture of the spirit is to celebrate diversity. Don't just seek it, but celebrate it. Celebrate it in you, in others, in the world. Let it enrich your life with such a depth you are radically excited about living in a world as beautiful and diverse as this one, having a diverse experience of this diversity. It is only then you will seek the sumptuousness of life and it will feel ecstatic, exciting and new. Your curiosity will be invoked and the delights of your adventures will keep your spirit fueled in ways that will feel not only great but will inspire others too. Grow during this month. In order to honour the theme of diversity, there is no form for how to apply this module's teachings. How you choose to apply this module and use the content is up to you. Revisit it over the month when and as you feel inspired to do so. Trust your inner spirit to guide you well. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to dance with diversity daily.